It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on another day of league drama. Hibs can go second for the day if they see off Hamilton. After being awarded the points from their last meeting, Motherwell and St Mirren will now sort out on the pitch this afternoon. Rangers' relentlessness and Celtic signs of recovery have to wait until tomorrow. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me today is Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Good day. Hibs could go second top of the league table if they beat Hamilton Ackies, will they? Yes, they will. St Mirren could go off the bottom if they beat Motherwell, will they? No, they won't. They don't score enough goals. And then at Aberdeen, the big news from there is the chairman, Dave Cormack, wants Celtic and Rangers to join clubs from abroad in an Atlantic league. He says it's a money spinner. I would say, Mark, it's a non-starter. I'm going to start getting him to save his match predictions for a little bit later than three and a half minutes past two. Let's build up a bit of suspense. Let's look at the teams and try and come up with our predictions later on. But he likes to he likes to go out early, Mark. Uh, how are you seeing today's action? Well, I was going to say, Hughes went in early with his predictions, <laughs> but he's very rarely correct. And then one thing we've learned in these Saturdays that, Saturdays. you know, there there is no shoe-in fixtures. We've made so many Predictions over these games Out with Celtic and Rangers Who play in the Sundays And we're always wrong So You know Looking forward to another day uh, Of ups and downs But a big one for St Mirren today You know Bottom of the league And they're finding themselves Scratching their heads How they've got there With their recent form Hibs How often do we say That there's a team Outside Celtic and Rangers Can go second in December Well Hibs have that chance today And I think they will So plenty to look forward to yeah, I'm looking forward to some of the games, Gordon. As, as the guys have said, I think St Mirren can get something up at Motherwell. We're not going with the predictions. I'm also looking at the Rangers uh, up at Dundee United. Celtic tomorrow, we'll get the build-up for that. Managers' reactions and all the stuff in between. Yeah, it's a far cry from the traditional three o'clock Saturday, Hugh. We, we always have to wait nowadays to see um, what is usually the top two in action mm. on a Sunday. Mm. And if the last couple of Sundays are anything to go by... Strap yourselves in and, and expect another big day tomorrow Well I maintain that both of them Had a very good Thursday night Rangers were exceptional uh, Topping the group with a record number of points For a Scottish club 14 points uh, Still unbeaten after 26 games It's incredible what Steven Gerrard has done this season Celtic A breath of fresh air Went through Celtic Park on Thursday night With Ishmael Soro David Turnbull Connor Hazard Ewan Henderson uh, how many of them will start against Kilmarnock tomorrow But it was refreshing from Celtic All we've heard all season long is that they have lacked intensity And they've lacked impetus And uh, Verve was the word that Neil Lennon used last weekend When they drew with St Johnston But they had Verve on Thursday night How many of those young men will go in tomorrow? Okay, we'll get to that a bit later on, I am sure But we've got massive 3 o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday afternoon So let's start with Motherwell against St Mirren There's only one man for that fixture, it's Fraser Wishart What are you looking forward to today, Fraser? Two of my old teams, uh, Gordon Had many good years at both these clubs during my career many moons ago So looking forward to this one And the home side in particular, I think we're really looking for 
a win. The recent uh, form hasn't been great. They've had no victories in their last four games since they beat Livingston at the end of October. And uh, they lost their last two home games versus St Johnston in the Cup here. And 3-0 a game I saw against Hibs last week when they were well beaten in the second half. Well, opponents at Munn have actually been on a good run, unbeaten in eight on the park. Of course, with the two 3-0 defeats awarded against them, but uh, did include two League Cup ties. And one of those uh, 3-0 defeats was, of course, against Motherwell. So in a strange world of Scottish football, Motherwell have actually jumped to fifth despite not winning. Well, St Mern, as Mark Wilson was saying earlier, scratching their heads as to how they've dropped to the bottom of the table while being on a bit of an unbeaten run. They have appealed that, so the table could change again. But on the field, it's been an inconsistent season for Motherwell. They've had injuries, which haven't helped. But most of the players are now fit today, and I think they're inconsistent, epitomised by the performance last week. They were a better team in the first half, couldn't score. It was 0-0, then lost their way in the second, then were hammered 3-0 by Hibernian. St Mern's problems have been finishing their good lead-up play in recent weeks, playing really well. An excellent win against Aberdeen in the Cup, a draw against the Dons in the league. Last weekend saw St Mern of 25 efforts at goal, but only one goal to show for all that attacking play. This is making a really good game. It's so tight at the bottom, as guys were saying. St Mern one could see them jump a couple of places, and I think it would certainly make everybody from fifth down begin to sit up and think. For Motherwell, two changes from the team that played against the Burning last week. McGinley and Polworth are out. Grimshaw and Maguire come in. So they go 4-3-3, their usual formation. Jordan Archer's in goals. Stephen O'Donnell, Bevis Mugabe, Declan Gallagher and Liam Grimshaw at the back. Alan Campbell, Barry Maguire and Marco O'Hara in midfield. And up front, Callum Lyon, Christopher Long and Tony Watt. And the substitutes for Motherwell, Aaron Chapman, Ricky Lamy, Nathan McGinley, Robbie Crawford, Jake Hasty, Liam Polworth, David Devine, Max Johnson and Devante Cole back from injury. First, they 4-1-4-1, unchanged from the team that drew against Aberdeen last week Jack Annex in goals back four Marcus Fraser Conor McCarthy Joe Shocknessy and Richard Tate Ethan Erhaun is sitting in midfield ahead of him Dylan Connolly Jamie McGrath Jake Doyle Hayes and Ilkay Dormis with John Obika the lone striker sub for Saints Dean Linus Brandon Mason Ryan Flynn Kel McAllister Cammy McPherson Sam Foley Junior Marias Christian Dennis and Lee Irwin and the referee today at Fir Park is Mr Ewan Anderson Let's hear from both managers then starting with the home boss Stephen Robinson yeah, we you know we're looking to win tough game. I think they're eight unbeaten now as well, St. Mary. But um, I was pleased with lots of aspects. I'm the first person to, to give players a jolt if they need it. But you know, if up until the 80th minute it was one nil, um, we had a perfectly good goal disallowed, which I'm sure everybody will agree. Nearly 90 percent, 89.9 percent of games that when you go one nil up, you don't lose the game in the SPL. So you know that's factual. That's not me making that up, and it changes the whole dynamic of the game. So. Things didn't go our way in terms of decisions, but there was a lot of good play, a lot of good stuff. We have to take that good play and, and control the bits that we, we didn't do as well, you know, being a little bit cavalier and, and our defending for the last two goals. And, you know, we need to tidy up on that, but continue doing what we're doing. I've, I've total belief in what we're doing. Hold on a minute. Stephen Robinson is doing our stats for us this afternoon. 89.9% of games in the Premiership in Scotland. If you go one up, you don't lose the game. I'm going to. Steal that Every week from here on in I'm racking my brains To think of one last weekend Who went a goal up And then didn't well, there, win there, there will be There'll be 10% Just over 10% <laughs> it, it does happen But yeah. he's, he's saying it I think you, he makes a valid a point chance. Because as you say Gordon uh, The decision to uh, Disallow the goal Was shocking Yeah at 0-0 You can see why he's frustrated yeah. Mark But a big game this afternoon Let's hear from Jim Goodwin Who's going there um, as the visiting boss this afternoon We're looking forward to the game Obviously we're in a, a decent run of form Our form against Motherwell You know, the tail end of last season Was really, really good We had the cup game obviously The exciting four each one uh, And then we beat them in the league So, you know, our current form against them Is quite good But, um, you know, Motherwell Although they haven't hit the heights Of last season They still 
pretty much got the same squad, you know, and they're capable um, on any day of, of beating anyone. So we have to, you know, not get carried away with their own run of form and, and not be too disillusioned by their run of form. Jim Goodwin's right. Stephen Robinson's not the only one that can do stats. St Mirren have lost only one of five trips to Fir Park since rejoining the top flight a few seasons back. So uh, could potentially bode well for St Mirren today. Give you another start or stat. 15 hours of football, 15 games, I beg your pardon, 20 and a half hours of football. St Mirren have scored eight times. Eight goals in 15 matches, 22 and a half hours. So you get one stat to prove your case And another stat to destroy it Right let's keep going then Hibs with the incentive today For a while at least they can go second in the table They have to beat Hamilton Ackies though In South Lanarkshire Roger Hanna is watching that one Yeah and this must be game of the day Gordon I've no doubt you gents will be tuning in Back in the studio come 3 o'clock And simply because Hibernian as you see Can go second in the Premiership this afternoon With a win They go one point ahead of Celtic Albeit they would have played three games more They're unbeaten in five And they've already tasted a victory over Hamilton In the Premiership this season 3-2 on a Friday night at Easter Road Before one of those international breaks in the autumn Jack Ross has even been linked with a Celtic job In some of those online chat forum things this week But as we all know They're about as reliable as Huey Zaka At 3 o'clock so for now Jack will just have to focus on his Hibs team One that won 3-0 across the M74 at Fur Park seven days ago And he'll fancy repeating it in Lanarkshire again this afternoon But they are tackling an Aki side today Under former Hibs player Brown Rice Which has taken four points from their last two home games Here at the Fountain of Youth Stadium Been handed another three by an SPFL tribunal And now sit proudly above the relegation zone ahead of Ross County and St Mirren That said Hibs haven't lost here for almost ten years Nigel Hasselbank scoring the only goal past the Hibs defence which included a young Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson both of whom are still there a decade on and play today um, one change for the Aki's Haki Moda fan has been something of a talisman for Brian Rice this season he's suspended so Charlie Trafford comes back into the midfield for him they'll go with Ryan Fulton in goal it's a back three of Ben Sterling signed from Hibs at the start of the season Aaron Martin and Brian Easton across the middle Lee Hodgson Scott Martin Ross Callaghan Charlie Trafford and Scott McMahon and up top it's David Moyle and Callum Smith on the bench for the Aki's it's Gurley Hamilton and Hughes Stanger, Mimnon, Winter, Monroe, Thomas and Owolabi. One change as well for Hibs, it's an enforced change. Jamie Murphy on loan from Rangers is out with a hamstring injury and that means Christian Doidge will start up top with Kevin Nisbet and Martin Boyle drops back to a wide role. So it'll be off on Marciano in goal. Back four of Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. Across the middle, Martin Boyle, Melker Harlberg, Joe Newell and Dre Wright and up top it's Doidge and Nisbet on the bench Barnes, Gray, McGregor, Doig, Stephen McGinn, McGinnis, Malin, Bradley and Gullen and the referee this afternoon is Kevin Clancy Let's hear from both managers then starting with the home boss who is Brian Rice Well we know, listen, we're playing Hibs who's uh, possibly the third best team in Scotland at the minute and I know the threat Hibs possess I know the size of clubs Hibs are and if you look at the players they've brought in Jack's recruited very very well Paul McGinney's brought in, got his son involved with Scotland there for a spell. Portis is involved with Scotland. They're pushing for Nisbet to be to be involved with Scotland. They brought Murphy in. These are all quality players they've brought in. So Jack's strengthened the squad. So we know it's going to be a massive test for us. But we've got to concentrate on us. What we doing? What we're doing well? Can we make it better? What we're not doing so well? Can we improve on that? But for us to get a result, we need to step up our performance once again. Let's hear now from Jack Ross As Roger quite rightly says He had to answer questions yesterday About speculation Linking him with the Celtic job Which isn't vacant at the moment As you all know uh, But nevertheless Jack Ross talking about that And Hibbs need for Contingency planning For the eventual day That he does leave Not planning to go anywhere soon So uh, 
no, that's it. Look, if Graham said that, he's just doing the job properly. But certainly from that point of view, very much enjoying the job. And um, yeah, very happy where I'm at at the moment. I don't think you'd be surprised to say that I wouldn't comment on that at all because um, I, you know, somebody's in that job. Um, it's a job that is um, one of the biggest jobs in British football. So it's um, not for me. It's about my concentration on doing the job here as well as I can. I do. I do feel as if um, certainly since the summer in particular when we came back, it's um, it's felt like a really good fit. You know, I really enjoy the club. Um, and the progress we've made so far and it's just about trying to push us as hard as I can and as far as we can So fascinating game there in South Lanarkshire Hamilton against Hibs as Hibs look to go third at least for a day until Celtic play tomorrow uh, Let's go to Aberdeen against Ross County Dave Galloway is looking ahead to that one Thank you Gordon Well after a very impressive run of form Earlier in the campaign Aberdeen are in a really sticky spell That's seen no wins in four Including a heavy defeat by Rangers And the League Cup exit at the hands of St Mirren The Dons determined to get back on track then As they face a Ross County team On a great cup run That's seen them sweep Celtic aside But in the Premiership They sit second bottom Having not had a league win since September However County will no doubt be encouraged By their host failure to beat St Mirren and Hamilton recently. Aberdeen make uh, three changes to their starting lineup. In come Curtis Main, Connor McLennan, and Dean Campbell outdrop Greg Lee, Sam Cosgrove, and Lewis Ferguson. So it's Joe Lewis in goals, a back three of Tommy Hoban, Ash Taylor, and Andy Considine. Midfield Johnny Hayes, Dean Campbell, Ross McCrory, and Matty Kennedy, with Ryan Hedges and Connor McLennan supporting Curtis Main up front. Substitutes Richie, Logan, Ojo, McGinn, Cosgrove, Hernandez, Edmondson, Nguenya and Ramsey. Uh, the Ross County team is uh, not through yet. They're being uh, very protective. I'll give you that as soon as we get it. But I can tell you that the match referee is Nick Walsh. Uh, Alex Ray, that's another game that we're, we're left looking at the knock-on effects from last week. Stephen Robinson feels his side could have gone in in a better place had the decision not gone against him last week. Uh, and for Aberdeen to be without Lewis Ferguson, I think most people agree that he perhaps was hard done by, shall we say. And of course, a second booking, so you can't appeal it. Yep, un- uh, understatement of the week, Gordon. For me, it was a free kick on him. Abika clearly comes across him, catches him. And uh, to administer a second yellow card was beyond belief for me uh, And as Dave Galloway quite rightly points out Ross County, brilliant in the League Cup oh. Not so hot in the Premiership So I'm sure Stuart Kettlewell will be hoping to cause a bit of an upset at Pitodry this afternoon Now let's go to McDermott Park St Johnston on a great run of form uh, Up against Livingston, I guess David Martindale still um, going through the audition process To try and get the manager's job there Callum Clark has the teams for us I do indeed, and Livingston, uh, the wayside, and both teams really in good form today. David Martindale, two games in the hot seat at Livingston, two wins, so he'll be willing to make it three out of three. For Livingston, they are unchanged, the wayside. Max Striet continues in goals, with Robbie McCrory, the on-loan Rangers keeper, remaining on the bench. So it's Striet in goals for Livy, Devlin, Guthrie, Fitzwater, Serrano, the back four, Bartley and Pittman in midfield, with Mullen, Sibold and Forrest, all behind the front man of Poplatnik. And for St. 
Jason Johnson, two changes and, and two quite interesting changes as well. Jason Kerr to returning in defence. He's been without, the, been without uh, not in the team for the last three games, but he's back from a back injury. So he lines up in defence. And Chris Kane, a big one for him, his first league start of the season. He, of course, scored against Celtic off the bench last weekend. So a big day for him. And St Johnston line up with Xander Clark in goals in defence. His Kerr, as I said, Gordon and McCart. McNamara, Bryson, McCann and Tanzer in midfield with Wotherspoon just behind the front two of Chris Kane and Stevie May. Yeah, St Johnson in a great run reform at McDermott Park. Alex Ray is just too busy shouting at the producer to change the TV channel. Don't mind me. See when that red light's on, that means you don't speak. Right, that's, that's the way it works. We've started, Hugh. It's 20 past two. What am I working with? Honestly. Here? I mean, amateurs. Just uh, as well that was clean Exactly Which is not Often the case yeah. Um, yeah. Um, But no Seriously Some interesting fixtures uh, This afternoon In the Premiership you Each for For their own way You've got oh. You've got the, the Motherwell and St Mirren Situation where having mm. Motherwell had been awarded The points previously Hamilton Hibbs Hibbs are looking to To go into third place Aberdeen and Ross County um, Ross County as we said Trying to find some league form After their League Cup exploits and St Johnson Livingston St Johnson arguably One of the informed teams in the league And David Martindale's story Is, is um, a particularly interesting one Well He's got two wins uh, He says the players want him to become the manager uh, He has off the field issues That must be dealt with uh, Before he can be appointed Anyone's manager uh, And Today He'll be looking to get three in a row While he concentrates on those Off field Pressures at the same time So you can't argue with two games, Absolutely. two wins. You know, yeah. that he's a he's the form man, uh, and if he gets three wins out of three, then I'm quite sure that Livingston would be perfectly happy to have him as the manager. With other people, they could even call him head coach if he doesn't have the qualifications to be known as manager. Call him head coach, bring in somebody else. Hmm. Uh, the other business that's between him. The judicial system and the SFA It's all set up pretty nicely Down the divisions as well Some of the highlights that might jump out at you Dunfermline going well uh, Up against Morton Who lost their manager during the week Hearts against Queen of the South Hearts lining up in preparation For that Scottish Cup final next weekend Also uh, in League 1 A few tasty ties there Clyde and Falkirk for instance Might be one of the standouts in this part of the world uh, Jim Duffy's Dumbarton hosting Cove Rangers Airdrie are going well uh, Scottish League 2 we do have a, a casualty Breakin City uh, The tears of the fans who were so sad to see Mark Wilson leave Have saturated the pitch Waterlogged it <laughs> And the game against Annan uh, is off Queen's Park Edinburgh City That might be a good one in this part of the world But it is all set up nicely in our featured matches as well In the top flight Four big games tomorrow We're going to take a breather And as always at this time on a Saturday We get all the guys involved And look back on some of the week's biggest talking points They're coming next the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the studio. We've got the top team all around the four Premiership matches this afternoon. We're keeping an eye on everything that's happening down the divisions and anything that may interest us down south as well. And of course, two big matches Tomorrow So you're all set up Between now and 6 o'clock Sit back and relax We wish we could get you out to games But we can't at the moment uh, So stay right there And we'll give you your chance To have your say on the open line A bit later Now at this time on a Saturday Hugh We always get all the guys involved And look back on the week's Biggest talking points um, Can't really see past Europe It feels like a final Review Of the Europa League Group stage The curtain came down on it On Thursday evening How do you look back on everything? 
If you take Europe in isolation where Rangers are concerned, it is an astonishing story. Here we have Steven Gerrard, who has yet to win anything as Rangers manager, but is equal now with Dick Advocat's uh, number of wins in Europe as a Rangers manager, and is one-off Walter Smith, who after all took Rangers to a European final while Rangers manager. It is an astonishing run of consistency. 14 points, top of the group, record number of points for a Scottish club in that context. Uh, Rangers have been terrific, and I see nothing in the draw on Monday that would... Intimidate Rangers They've been to better places They've had better results So At the risk of being premature I don't see anything In the the group of teams Who could play Rangers Who would Be able to beat Rangers You're now wondering How far they can go In this competition With regard to Celtic Of course they are the opposite They finished bottom of the group And having lost uh, A number of goals It was one point Off a record loss Of goals For the Europa League So you can't say that they're uh, progress there was exactly covered in glory But That breath of fresh air Was able to be felt at Celtic Park On Thursday Supporters who want to believe That the season can be salvaged See it as the turning of a corner We'll know the answer to that one tomorrow Against Kilmarnock at Celtic Park But on Thursday night There was a presence about Celtic I know that Lille were under strength However You've got to stop picking holes and everything They are second in the the French League Behind Paris Saint-Germain And Celtic's performance was first class None more so of course than David Turnbull So the Celtic fans will be looking to him Against Kilmarnock tomorrow I think that when you get to the European competitions And the group stages and these things Whether it be Champions League or Europa League They can take on an entirely different kind of Format from your league uh, performances But I think this season Pretty much mirrored What was going on domestically For Rangers and Celtic Rangers And the Europa League Outstanding results You know to win four And draw two Pretty solid at the back Throughout even the away games Albeit they lost a couple of goals here and there But Celtic Pretty much mirrored What's going on domestically as well Sometimes you, you get a lift From European games That can make you forget About what's going on Back at home I don't think Celtic did that I think it compounded What was going on domestically And it added to the troubles That they You know We we always chat about The European hangover I think it just kicked on From Thursday To Sunday To Thursday To Sunday And they found themselves In a rut Hugh did say The one glimmer of light Came in the very last game Where it was a dead rubber But that's because They made changes They got you know, they they left out some guys who were just going Thursday to Sunday, Thursday to Sunday, same performances, and brought in fresh players. The interesting thing will be come tomorrow. Will the guys who showed that glimmer of light uh, on Thursday night against Leo playing Sunday? And that's the only positive Celtic can take. But for Rangers, I thought it was an outstanding group stages from. Yeah, but I agree with the guys I think it was a much needed win for Celtic uh, I think another defeat would have compounded the misery uh, That they're enduring at the moment I think the introduction of the young guys The legs, Sorrow I think Turnbull was excellent And it just gives Neil Lennon a dilemma tomorrow Whether he sticks with these these young guys as well I think the young boy Henderson came in I thought that was a brilliant uh, move also I thought he was really inventive on the night they put Ayer to right back I think that's a key thing as well Are they going to Kind of stumble on A formation that actually worked Neil's tried to change that Throughout the course Of the last couple of months uh, They got the performance yesterday I'd be surprised If there's too many changes To the team For Thursday night Going on to Rangers It's been a tremendous campaign They go for strength to strength 
domestically and uh, and away. And I think the key thing for Rangers was they they, they mixed it up as well. I think there were seven, six or seven changes uh, in Thursday night. You get an opportunity to see the goalkeeper again. McLaughlin looks really assured. Uh, the standout for me was Itten playing through the middle. You never actually get an opportunity over the course of the opening few months to see that boy playing through the middle. So. Uh, he did his sell w- well, justified the decision by the manager to play through the middle. Uh, so, you know, and I, but I think they will go back to the tried and trusted, tested tomorrow, Gordon. I think they'll go strong up at Dundee United. Uh, Roger Hanna, how do you look back on that group stage campaign? Um, outstanding by Rangers um, and very poor from Celtic. Celtic were top seeds in that group, if you remember when, when the draw was made, and would have expected, given their past progress in Europe to have got through the group so to finish bottom with a concession of 19 goals I think it was was very very poor however that said um, Thursday night offered a little bit of much needed encouragement for the future and listen Gordon you've gone round the ground you've got on a team news for today tomorrow you will have certainty and uncertainty the certainty will come at Tannery as Alec Ray says Rangers will go back to the tried and trusted all the ones who got arrest on Thursday night the Taverniers the Kents the Morelos's they'll all be back in to start the uncertainty will come when you go across to Celtic Park because does Neil Lennon stick with what won the game against a strong Lille team on Thursday night? Is it Ayer at right back? Is it Sorrow with Turnbull in midfield? Is it Klimala up top? Is it Connor Hazard in goal? Because if he plays them all tomorrow and they win tomorrow again, even narrowly, he's obliged to play them in the Scottish Cup final. Uh, Fraser Wisher, what's your own general take on it before we dig into some of the specifics? Well, I think that uh, people are talking about it being a dead rubber Celtic uh, for Celtic on Thursday night, but I think it was far from it. You know, it was an opportunity for Neil to make some changes, but had they lost heavily again, then that would have caused him problems. It wasn't a dead rubber for Neil Lennon in particular and, and the players. So the changes worked, and uh, you know Turnbull coming in just looks like a, a Rolls Royce. He looks a terrific player. Everything looks easy for him. I've said that for many years watching him at Motherwell, and, and his first touch is forward, and he goes to create things. So, so I think he's due around the game. Tomorrow I'd bring back Christie and I'd bring back Edwards and perhaps leave the rest and see how they got on and then in, in the league games against uh, in the league games, sorry, against Kilmarnock but Rangers just go on and on and the, the strength and depth I think struck me as well I think they made seven changes still one away comfortably the two draws in the group they should have won the games against Benfica through away Leeds as well so everything is looking good for Rangers and of course a dreaded coefficient as well for, for Scotland because uh, Celtic's win was very very important mm-hmm. for, for Scotland it took us back above um, back above the Ukraine you can have got two teams left in the competition uh, Kiev and Shakhtar we could do with them getting knocked out and Rangers doing well because that could mean there's a chance we could have 11th place and that might mean for the 22-23 mm-hmm. season an automatic Champions League place so a good week all round for Scottish football but I think more for, for Neil Lennon and Celtic they needed that victory There's a quick way of doing it Alex get Rangers to draw Dynamo Kiev in the next round and make sure they knock them out um, it might not work out that way what about the draw? Have yeah. you already had a look at sort of best and worst case scenarios? I had a look, Gordon. I, as, as I think it was you who said earlier on that he felt as if whoever Rangers come up against, you know, there is a couple of big hitters uh, in there. I look at mould and things you, that you, would be favourable. But I just feel as if the way the Rangers play, they're even set up to when they go away from home with the, the style they play, they control games for periods as well. And uh, it's been a real kind of progressive thing for Rangers. The first season they missed out uh, in the last game. They, they, they got there last year to the group stages and, and they, they, they they qualified with a game to spare this year. So they look really strong. And, and it, as uh, Fraser said, Gordon, they should actually beat uh, Benfica you know, over the piece. I think Stephen Gerrard will look back at that and go, 
opportunities missed But over the piece 14 points Remarkable What do you make of that Bigger picture If we tr- if we kind of try and mix it all Into the one pot Roger Because Mark mentioned something That's quite interesting In the sense that It actually just kind of mirrored What's going on domestically Rangers Domestic form Is, is now the same As their European form And actually um, In a more negative sense It turned out to be the same For Celtic We're always inundated At the start of the season With calls And, and maybe even from pundits Saying you know, Europe's a sideshow and Europe doesn't matter as much and it's all about the league. But has this shown, in a positive sense for Rangers and a negative sense for Celtic, you just can't separate it? It all becomes part of your, part of your, either your, your problem or, or the things that are going well for you. Yeah, very much so. Particularly this of all seasons when the games are coming thick and fast. You know, the, that European group section of six games, it was sort of squeezed into a shorter period of time than normal because of, of the pandemic and the need to get as many games played as, as possible. So there was maybe an inevitability, Gordon, that if you were in good form, domestically you would carry that into Europe. And the flip side being if you were in poor form, you would carry that into Europe. And that's what's happened to the two Old farm teams. I don't think it does, you know, financially and kudos wise, it's not great for Celtic, but it's maybe not a bad thing that they can focus now on what really has been their priority all season the, the, the fight to try and get 10 in a row. They've left themselves a long way to go. They could be 16 points behind Rangers by the time they kick off against Kilmarnock tomorrow. So now all the focus on that in Europe is over. As for Rangers, the, the Rangers showed last season that. They can compete in Europe. You know, getting to the last 16, Bayer Leverkusen was a, a terrific run for them last season. And they could do so again, perhaps even go further. I noticed Braga, who they beat in the last 32, are a possibility again this year. But I don't think, you know, I don't think it's maybe as easy as you paint. You look at that, you know, Real Sociedad are currently second in La Liga. They're five points ahead of Real Madrid, 11 points ahead of Barcelona. Even Granada, who are in that pot, are... You know they're a point, a couple of places ahead of Barcelona at the minute in La Liga. Decent teams there. You look at you know Red Bull, Salzburg, teams with problems with them in the past as well. And there's also that you know a few horror journeys. You mentioned Kiev. They alleged beat Dynamo Kiev and helped the coefficient Dynamo Kiev, Krasnodar in Russia. A long trip to as the open house for Maccabi Tel Aviv. So when there are hugely significant league games coming up in the Sundays after those Thursday nights, I think Stephen Gerrard would like something close to home. I think if you could handpick one, as Alec, I think it was Alec mentioned, maybe Molda in Norway. Mark Wilson, a caller on last night's show, described Celtic as not having turned the corner, but the indicators are on. Was how he put it, and it was. I thought it was quite a nice way of of summing it up. You don't have to agree, though. Is that is that where you see? Well, yeah, what I, impact did the other night have, basically? Well, I was I was just you know kind of reverting back to what Celtic fans were used to watching. You know, a fast, exciting football. Um, still with a wee bit of dodginess at the back, but it looked much better than what they've seen this season. And I I don't think it is a coincidence. I don't think it's. You know, Neil Lennon's been coming out and saying We will get better And if we keep believing ourselves It will turn But I don't think that's armed I think he's had to change the personnel I don't think it's a coincidence That these, Alex touched on it These younger players, younger legs Hungry to stay in the team And keep the jersey Because some of them have waited A long time To get a start And a meaningful game And I don't think it's a coincidence That's how they played You know, there was a real zip about them And I'd be very surprised If we went back to you know the other guys who have languished this season, I think he's got to play yeah, the same. When you're living on a game by game basis, people are looking at team selection tomorrow and saying, "I had better see Turnbull in there. 
I had better see sorrow in there. Uh, you know, they're looking for something that can kickstart Celtic season. Uh, Kilmarnock tomorrow, they're, they're a stuffy side. They've already taken points off Celtic at Rugby Park this season. But after Ross County in the Betfred Cup, after St Johnston, Celtic cannot afford to drop anything against another mm. bottom six club. So once again, another faction has emerged. The Celtic Trust, they're having some sort of demonstration at one o'clock tomorrow. Celtic have asked them not to do it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, there'll be this sideshow that goes on around Celtic at the moment. But on the park, three o'clock, three points, mm. nothing else is acceptable for Neil Lennon, who has been given basically. Uh, notice of dismissal Unless everything's fine By the 2nd of January Including A draw or a win At Ibrox Unless that happens Dismissal Is there a frustration Fraser Among some Celtic fans Because as happy as they were With the improvement The other night The bit that might Still reflect on On the manager Or the management team Is the fact that Sorrow and Turnbull Have been there all season You, you could have played those guys you, you, you could have taken Scott Brown out before now And many Fans have been calling for that to happen. Yeah, I'm sure there is, and, and the frustration's boiling over into demonstrations, etc. And you know, and I echo the calls not to do it, not because I don't think fans are not entitled to their opinion. Absolutely, of course they are. But we're in the middle of a pandemic, so maybe they should. The police resources would be better used elsewhere. But they're quite right, the Celtic fans, to show their frustrations. And uh, when Neil Lennon's sitting picking his team, there'll be a wee part of them thinking. Okay, the fans want this. I'll just go with this team, you know, because if it doesn't work, then the supporters can't turn around and say, "Ah, you chose the wrong team." So there's always that bit of a bit of a dilemma. You'll need to have a look and see how Sorrow, in particular, is, and, and to lesser extent David Turnbull, who looked quite sharp. But Sorrow was uh, taking cramp towards the end of the game. So is, is he able to, to to get back into the team? But I, I wouldn't change much at all. I really wouldn't. And, and I thought that these guys just brought a, a renewed energy to the team. And uh, the test for these lads now is: can they do it on a regular basis? You know, fans saying they've turned the corner it's one game and a game that although it's called a dead rubber for these young lads there wasn't a huge pressure on bigger pressure on these lads tomorrow to get a victory against Kilmarnock or even you know a, a draw just wouldn't even do it against Kilmarnock as well so the test when you're playing for the old firm playing for Celtic is can you do it consistently and that'll be the big test tomorrow so it'll be fascinating to see how, how things work out but as I said I, I would go with the lads you know Turnbull just looks as if he can take everything in his stride. Sorrow showed great energy. Callum McGregor, who's not been his best this year, looked really sharp as well. And I say a big Christian wide right, Edward in up front. I'd stick with Hazard in goals as well. Looked fairly comfortable. Just go with it and see what these young guys can bring to the table. Ayer at right back, similar to Lustig in that type of role. Almost a third centre back, but, but kind of playing. Um, he's comfortable there and he likes to gallop forward from centre back anyway. So let, let him go, let him loose, and let's see how Celtic can, can take the game to come on tomorrow. Uh, and Roger, in terms of that bigger picture then The other night, was that enough to turn down Any of the heat overall on Celtic Whether that's at boardroom level, dugout level The recruitment team, whatever it may be There is a lot of heat Does any of that subside after the after Thursday? No, I think all that happened is it didn't turn it up any further Gordon um, It'll be fascinating to see whether there's any traction In this Celtic Trust proposed protest tomorrow um, The club have asked for it not to take place Neil Lennon yesterday personally asked for it not to take place He sees it as a diversion from the matter in hand Which is to try and get three points off Kilmarnock But David Turnbull's performance and to a lesser extent the performances of the likes of Soro and Ayer in a different position and Klimala up front, albeit he didn't score, they, they should offer positives 
for Celtic. Um, if you go back, Turnbull's performance reminded me of that breakthrough performance for Ryan Christie. I think it was in a League Cup semi-final at Murrayfield against Hearts when he came off the bench and basically has never looked back either on his Celtic career or his Scotland career. Um, Thursday night could have been that kind of defining evening for David Turnbull. And if everyone thought Steve Clark had the 23 names in his mind for the Euros next summer... Um, if you're looking for someone to mount a late run for that squad, I think David Turnbull served notice on Thursday night. OK, let's leave that there because we've got four big Premiership matches this afternoon. We're going to go back around the grounds next. The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 15 minutes to kick off in four big Scottish Premiership matches this afternoon. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are in the studio. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well Let's go back to Fir Park ahead of Motherwell against St Mirren How much of a concern will Motherwell's home form be um, for Stephen Robinson? Fraser, no team in the division has lost more home games Now this is a team which is sitting okay in the league Obviously boosted by those six points given by the SPFL A team that many predict certainly to be Roundabout top six In the top six And, and making life difficult for, for those around them But no team has lost More home games In the Premiership this season I think it will be A bit of a concern For, for Mother They've got a really good record here When now the pitch Is in such fantastic nick They've got some Good footballers In their team But of course You have to remember That St Murn and Kilmarnock Have appealed those decisions So you know There's a wee bit of uncertainty there for Motherwell, you know, that they could have those points taken back off them and have to replay the games. And that would take them down to, you know, almost like a ninth or tenth place in the league and just a couple of points off the off the bottom at the moment if you take those six points off them. So, you know, they've still got to be very careful and get the victories. And I think that's an important game today. It'll just put a bit more daylight between themselves and the bottom of the table initially because you do expect Motherwell to be top six. I think they've got the players to be in that uh, in that position. But if they lose today and St Mern close up ground and if Aki's pick up some points as well, then all of a sudden Mother are looking over their shoulder with the possibility of those six points coming off them. And, and again, we're talking about, uh, he was talking earlier about St Mern and goal scoring being the problem with John O'Beek. I think it's the only one that scored more than one goal in the league this year. But Mother haven't exactly got anybody that's really scoring a lot of goals. Tony Watts in good form up front. I think he's got three or Harris got three. So that's the that's difference between the Mother of recent years when they've had like a Turnbull and the Chris Long scoring a lot of goals as well. And before that, they'd Louis Moult. You know, that's the difference between a team sitting in the bottom two or three and sitting where they have been for a number of years is somebody to put the ball in the back of the net. So, big game today for them. There's not many goals in either team. I think this may be a one-each draw. I think it's going to be a close game. St Mern are playing really well at the moment. Just can't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, Motherwell not one in four now, so I'm sure Stephen Robinson desperate for an upturning form at home to St Mirren this afternoon. That's certainly one we'll be keeping an eye on. Nice local fixture for us in this part of the world as well. Let's go back to Hamilton against Hibs. The picture is pretty clear for Hibs. They've got the chance to go into second place. Celtic, of course, will then have three games in hand, so perhaps not worth getting um, overly carried away with. You wonder... Roger, just how important last week's 3-0 win was Even if it was a sort of um, Maybe maybe the scoreline flattered them slightly But they were on a slightly disappointing run before that, Hibs So to go to Fir Park and win 3-0 You wonder if that can kickstart something Yeah, I'd seen the week before actually, Gordon And they beat Dundee 1-0 in the Betfred Cup at Easter Road And they were very poor And they looked a team who had two two home games in very quick succession against Celtic and St Johnson looked to have taken a lot out of them and I was disappointed by them that day but they certainly bounced back last week and they've now got a hugely significant few days because they could go second 
today, um, albeit Celtic could go past them again tomorrow. But then in midweek, they're away at Alloa and a real chance to get back to Hamden for a Betfred Cup semi-final. They're still smarting from losing an extra time to their old rivals' hearts in that Scottish Cup semi-final. They feel they should be going, or should have been going to Hamden next Sunday to take on Celtic in a Scottish Cup final. And a blow like that, it can derail a team's season. So... Coming back from that point at home to Celtic, point at home to St Johnson, they did beat Dundee that day, even though that the form was poor. And then that big win at Motherwell last week, if they could win today and win at Alloa on Tuesday night, that would go a long way to making this a successful season for Jack Ross. Yeah, an absolute cracker between the sides earlier this season, Roger. You'll remember that game. Hibs go three up. They're absolutely cruising. Kevin Nisbet gets two and then weirdly it finished three two and ended up being a bit of a a nervy one uh, for them at the end So that, that's what Hamilton can do to you And you look at all of a sudden A huge win against Kilmarnock last week Four points from their last two As you say That was their first league win since mid-September But that's what Aki's do they're, they're absolute specialists In just plucking out a result here and there Maybe a little cluster of results And it tends to be enough well, they were specialists for a while in giving themselves mountains to climb. You know, that Friday night, they went 3-0 down at Easter Road. And they don't, you can't give yourself a chance of winning games if you do that. Similar to Pitodre in a midweek game, a rearranged game, when I think they were 4 down before coming back to 4-2. And I think it gave Brian Rice real food for thought at that stage. And he changed the side. He's gone far more pragmatic, shall we say. I don't like to use the word defensive. Um, Aaron Martin, who's come in in a free transfer from down south, a former Exeter centre-half, He's come in, Brian Easton, the club captain, is fit again, and, and they've given them a base. They have made Hamilton far harder to score against. Um, he had Hakeem Odafan just sitting in front of a back three. He's suspended today, so Charlie Trafford will come into that role. And I think that Hibs game earlier in the season was one of the ones that maybe got Brian Rice thinking about a change of formation, a change of tactic, and it seems to have served them well since then, Gordon. Uh, let's go back to Aberdeen against Ross County Dave Galloway, I know you've always got your finger on the pulse As to how the natives uh, are feeling about things Four without a win for the Dons Which isn't a hugely disastrous run But I just wonder, given the standards that have been set Given that St Mirren twice and Hamilton Ackies are w- within those four games Is there a little bit of frustration at the moment? Well, there certainly is. If you look at the the Twitterati, as I call them, Gordon, uh, the usual suspects that as soon as Aberdeen have a, a result that's not great, you see the hashtag McInnes out, um, you know, appearing on Twitter. Um, but you know, on the other side of things. Just about everybody that I actually speak to about it says, no, it's a bad spell. Some of the performance is not good enough. But, you know, Derek McInnes is, you know, he shouldn't be under threat for having a wee sticky spell that the manager himself, when I spoke to him yesterday, said, you know, all teams go through a spell like that, but it's up to us to dig ourselves out of it. That You know, that that's what he said. So he's not under pressure, but he's certainly under scrutiny, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag then recently As we said, Ross County very good in the League Cup As Celtic found out But no top flight win for the Staggies Since the 19th of September So a big incentive for them To get back to winning ways this afternoon uh, We are about push for time Let's just quickly hear from the managers Ahead of uh, a couple of those fixtures Which we didn't manage to bring you uh, earlier on Let's hear from In fact, let's hear from Hugh Keevans first um, St Johnson Livy as well Hugh St Johnson just Starting to surprise a few people With the run of form that they're on Well they were minutes away from getting a, a win over Celtic uh, Last Sunday But as everyone knows Domestically speaking Celtic are toiling at the moment uh, I do not think that St Johnston will win this game 
I do think. Really? No. I am okay. going for David Martindale to make it three out of three. Oh. There you are. Oh. All right. Well, let's hear from Callum Davidson. In the games we've played this season, probably Livingston for 10, 15 minute spell was probably one of our sort of worst sort of performances. I think the players know that and I think they want to rectify that. So we're going to go in there, we're going to be fighting, uh, we're going to make sure we're, we're strong, physically strong, we're mentally strong uh, for the game. It's going to be a really tough game. Uh, we've got a big week coming up. So this is the start of it. So we need to start it on a, a positive note. Livy not won in Perth since 2007, albeit they have been kept apart uh, in a few of those seasons. Um, how do you see that one going Mark Wilson No I, I, Listen I disagree with you I think St Johnson will win that one I think St Johnson you're right Are showing better form I should well, I should know I kick started them We're witnessing something great in TV DL Gordon DL's cardboard cut out It's enough to put people off their lunch If they're oh, watching that Magnificent Forget what I was saying about St Johnson Levy That's made my day I checked this You're being hard on yourself They, they beat Kelty first Before they got to you So it was Kelty that kick-started their Kelty. good one I mean you, don't, you boosted their confidence Yeah, yeah but look All kidding aside They've got a hugely experienced squad And added added a few good ones Boy McNamara who yeah, uh, I love it was him. Alex that said at the start of the season Look out for this boy Very good addition So I can see St Johnson win that one today When you look at the form Gordon Six wins, five draws in the last 11 games Hugh, it was mm. Earlier on in the campaign They couldn't even buy a win Couldn't score a goal they're flying now Records are there to be broken <laughs> uh, I found it in the end Let's hear from Derek McInnes We've lost um, A couple of poor goals of late And it's important We try and get back to being As solid as we possibly can be On the other side of it I think it's important That uh, we can try and demonstrate The speed that we've got in the team I think we need to retain the ball better when, In the final third And obviously carry more of a threat As we have done At different stages this season So at the end of the day uh, Nothing a win won't solve And we can uh, uh, get back to winning ways. We've had one defeat against Rangers in the league in the last nine, ten games or so. So we know uh, there's room for improvement and we're not satisfied with what we've served up over the last few weeks, but I think every team will have to deal with some sort of run like this throughout the season. And it's important that we come out at now. December gives us the opportunity to go and accumulate plenty of points. Right, you're all set up. Motherwell, St Mirren, Hamilton, Hibbs, Aberdeen, Ross County and St Johnston, Livingston. That is on the Premiership menu. We've got loads to discuss down the divisions. We're going to look ahead to two big games tomorrow and it's all coming up next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Getting underway all around the country on a big Saturday afternoon of league action We've got four big Premiership matches for you Tough ties all down the divisions as well And of course, two big matches in the top flight to look forward to tomorrow So it's all happening, we're here until 6 o'clock Just sit back and we'll take you through the next three hours or so And of course, towards the end of the show, from 5 o'clock Your chance to have your say on the open line So stay tuned for that one uh, In the meantime Hugh You might as well kick us off With another set of hopeless predictions What is <laughs> Hugh Izaka looking like today? Well I do take on board What Fraser had to say About Motherwell's goal scoring But I disregard all of it Because it doesn't <laughs> suit my argument And I take the mighty well To beat St Mirren Scorers of only 8 goals This season in the league so far I also take Hibbs to win away from home at Hamilton and go second top of the league table there is more chance of me getting the Nobel Peace Prize than there is of Ross County getting a win at Pataudry and so I take Aberdeen for a home win there and David Martindale 3 out of 3 Libby the shock result of the day Mm. in Perth 
That's mm. a big shout, I think. Let's yeah. go, Mark. No, the same as you, apart from the last one. I do think Motherwell will beat St Mirren. I, I think it'll be a narrow victory. Hibs, I think the incentive's there to go second in the league. You know, all the speculation about Jack Ross perhaps going to Celtic. I think that's a bit premature, but I think they will beat Hamlin. Aberdeen, can I see Ross County getting anything with the way they're playing uh, in the league? So Aberdeen will win there. But St Johnson will finally beat Livy to give David Martindale his first defeat this afternoon I'm going for a draw with Motherwell uh, St Mirren I'm going for a Hibs away win the Dons to do at Ross County and I'm going to go for St Johnson to beat Livingston The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard there we go, full time in Hamilton. Let's speak to Roger Hanna. Hamilton Aki's now Hibernian in four. Hibernian in a second top of the Premiership tonight after a comprehensive win over lackluster Aki's. The leapfrogged Celtic to go second and plunged Aki's deeper into trouble in second bottom of the table. A penalty from Martin Boyle and a header from Christian Doidge in the first half. An emphatic finish for Paul McGinn and a tap in from Kevin Nisbet in the second half doing the damage for Jack Ross's rampant side. They could have been ahead after four minutes, Paul Hanlon lifting the ball over the top to Milker Halberg, but he fired off target. Then in 10, min- 10 minutes, a penalty. Halberg's corner from the right. Ryan Porte is pulled down in the box by Charlie Trafford, a booking for the recalled Aki's midfielder. A spot kick for Martin Boyle, and he sent goalkeeper Ryan Fulton the wrong way. Doidge should have made it 2 0 five minutes later. He was cleaned through, but Fulton saved it. Feet. Aki's hardly seen as an attacking force in a rare attack. David Moyle headed off target from Scott McMahon's cross after 22 minutes, but really, this was all. All about Hibernian and he went 2-0 up after 39 minutes. Dre right over on the left-hand side, a deep cross to the back post and Dodge rose to bullet a header past goalkeeper Fulton. Aki's tried to make ch- changes to Ndio Labby came on at the break for Callum Smith. Then Nathan Thomas and Andy Winter were both sent on. They had a let off after 62 minutes when Wright flashed a shot over the top from the edge of the box but then the roof caved in on the host with two goals inside three minutes midway through the second half. A break down the left and after 65 minutes ball away beyond the far post near with Paul McGinn bursting in from right back to far high into Fulton's net. Three minutes later it was 4-0. Boyle this time down the right. Low cross. Fulton got hand to inside his six-yard box but all he could do was divert it into the path of Nisbet who had a tap in for 4-0. Nisbet among five Hibernian changes at that stage. One of the subs, 18-year-old Stephen Bradley making his league debut almost at a fifth five minutes from the end. A fierce shot tipped onto the bar by goalkeeper Fulton and Fulton then heroic again in injury time with a fine save from a point-blank header by Don or it could really have been even worse huge win for Hibernian ahead of a Betfred Cup quarter final at Alloa on Tuesday night worth remembering they're only 12 points behind Rangers Hamilton nil, Hibs 4 4 for nil. Partick Thistle 2 good result for the Jags Albion Rovers have just scored to go 3-1 up against Elgin Peterhead 2 East Fife 1 it's finished McDermott Park Callum Clark. it has indeed and it's 3 wins out of 3 for caretaker Livingston boss David Martindale John Guthrie and Scott Robinson doing the business for the visitors either side of a Chris Kane near post finish all three goals coming in the second half after a KG first 45 much more open in the second period Guthrie's opener just a few minutes into the second half getting on the end of a lovely weighted free kick Kane quickly responded on his first league goal for the Saints but Scott Robinson off the bench was cool calm and collected in front of goal he slotted past Xander Clark that wins it for Livingston for St Johnson a first 
league defeat since the 4th of October and for David Martindale that's a big step forward to potentially landing the job full time full time at McDermott Park St Johnston 1 Livingston 2 that's a great result for Livingston yeah uh, 3 out of 3 you have to say that if all is well uh, in terms of fit and proper person uh, then he should be confirmed as the manager because those nine points are absolutely invaluable. Yeah, yeah made, I, made I think one impact. of them was in the League Cup, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I, think it's, I think yeah. it's two, two in the league. Right, okay, the um, six points are invaluable yes. because you know we're, we're talking about the effect on Motherwell if they don't win today. Uh, we're talking about Ross County down at the bottom there. You know, So to get six league points wrapped up, uh, that's very handy for Livy. Yeah, Motherwell are running out of time. It's been the same story all second half knocking at the door but not looking really as if they've, they've got that cutting edge could play all night and not score would possibly be the, the conclusion yeah the big chance was the Polworth one I thought the header I thought he, he should have you know angled it down tried to loop it over the goalkeeper and yeah. the chance went a begging and you know apart from that I think St Mirren have defended their box pretty well so Jim Goodman will be delighted with that but Stephen Robinson back to back defeats at home you know it's Again, a habit you well, don't want to fall three in. Three defeats in a row because they went out of the cup uh, of to course, St Johnson yeah. at home. Yeah, so a habit you don't want to fall into. A lot of work to be done Livingston, for them. Livingston's form's terrific. It's five wins in the last six games, if you can see this out. Yeah, so the League Cup's been good yeah, for them, giving them a little bit of confidence back. Um, well, they're on, on, a couple the, of on, games. The, on the verge of the top six now, Alex. <laughs> Motherwell yeah. with a pile driver from distance that Jack Hannock gets his hands behind and then uh, holds on at the second attempt. Ye Get that impression Alex It's just not Motherwell's day Yeah without a doubt And you have to say Samirin are uh, defending and it is. Manfully. There you go Full time Phil for Park Let's get the story with Fraser Motherwell nil St Mirren won A confident And probably deserved victory For St Mirren They were well organised Dangerous attack And although Motherwell had a number of good chances Especially in the second half It was Jimmy McGrath's early goal That was just about enough For St Mirren to win the game Saints were deserved ahead At half time With that 13th minute goal Ethan Erehon Slipped a lovely passage on Obika inside left channel. Jordan Archer came off his line to block Obika's shot, but the ball rebounded to the 18-yard box and it was smashed home brilliantly by Jamie McGrath with his left foot. Saints had looked dangerous in the break, Connolly's pace causing problems with McGrath and Tate testing Archer. And Muller restricted to long-range efforts before in the 43rd minute. Tony Watt with a fierce shot in the angle forced Jack Anik into a good save at his top left-hand corner. So man had been caught in that first half and Muller had the questions to answer in the second and they did have the better of that second half. 54 minutes, again Watt came close this time with a header from a Campbell cross and a smart save by Anik and well looking for a spark brought on Hasty and Cole for Lang and Long in 56 minutes and Cole did find space on the left hand side, his low right foot shot was saved, it was straight at Anik at the near post and easily saved by the goalkeeper. The game following a similar pattern to the first Saints comfortable, hitting in the break defending deep and asking the pace of the strikers to take them up the park Mother, most of the possession struggling to break down Saints despite lots of pressure in and around the box a really good chance for Mother. 70 minutes Stephen O'Donnell long throw flicked on by Declan Gallagher as the ball bounced at the back post Polworth headed over the bar he should have done much better then Polworth brought out a really good save from Annex from 20 yards low to his left as Mother really pushed for the equaliser towards the end of the game but as the game wore on they really didn't look like scoring other than just before the final whistle Maguire with a long distance shot and a smart save by Annex to push the ball away but Saints saw the game out comfortably so none up to 10th in the table their unbeaten run now runs into nine games for Muddle their poor run contains particularly at home that's three home defeats in a fortnight full time at Fir Park Motherwell nil St Mirren won it's also full time at Pataudry Dave Galloway 
Aberdeen 2, Ross County 0. Aberdeen took the lead after just four minutes. Uh, Hedges corner was headed on by Hoban. Ross County couldn't clear and Maine stabbed in from close range. The Dons were dominating possession and causing problems for the visiting defence. Maine just failed to connect with McLennan's cutback. Then Laidlaw had to parry Hayes' uh, driven cross before the danger was cleared. County changed shape as the first half went on. Uh, they put on Mackay for Randall going to a front two almost on the half-time whistle, Mackay passed up a really good chance to equalise when Kelly's free kick from wide on the right picked him out in a good position, but he headed over the bar. A minute after the restart, it was nearly 2-0 to the hosts. Kennedy shot from a tight angle, saved by Laidlaw's feet after Maine supplied the ball. County, though, were seeing more of the ball, and Stewart's got a toe to uh, Reed's deflected looping ball into the box. However, his effort rippled the side netting. They paid for that miss when the Dons doubled the lead after 56 minutes Hayes with some good work on the left hand side and Hedges set up Maine to swivel and drive the ball into the net with style Gardine went close to pulling one back with a shot from the edge of the box which went just past the post some decent end to end play from both sides in the second half and Stewart again went close for County as well struck shot brilliantly saved by Lewis. Plenty threat from County but the Dons managed the game well as they tend to do under Derek McInnes. It's finished Aberdeen 2, Ross County 0. Now it's time for you to have your say 0141 where your team in action today if so what did you make of it? Motherwell fans how concerned are you? Because all of a sudden this is a pretty poor run and if Kilmarnock and St Mirren win their appeals you'd be back down at 15 points and the league table would be looking quite Concerning Hibs uh, fans You'll be flying Hamilton Ackies fans I'm seeing a few of you On Twitter Having a bit of a pop Brian Rice Not a lot of love For him out there At the moment What did you make Of that game today 01419511025 And then it's tomorrow Rangers fans I assume you expect The juggernaut To just keep on going What changes would you make Who comes back in Who deserves to stay in And Celtic fans Really the big questions Are for you Sorrow Turnbull Hazard Ral- um, Henderson Do they all Absolutely have to play Any room On that one And what about the bigger picture Talks of Of protests And criticism for Neil Lennon And the board How much of that stuff Is is still valid How much do you back that How much have you calmed down A little bit on the back of The victory the other evening Let us know 0141 951 1025 And we'll speak to you next After the action It's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Full time scores in the Scottish Premiership Motherwell nil, St Mirren 1 Hamilton nil, Hibs 4 Aberdeen 2 Ross County nil, And St Johnston 1 Livingston 2 The open line is here 01419511025 So give us a call Let us know what is on your mind Let's look at some of the other scores Quickly in the Championship Inverness 2 Dundee 2 Or both nil, Alloa 1 Hearts 6 Queen of the South 1 and Dunfermline 1, Morton 2. In League 1, Clyde 0, Falkirk 3. Airdrie 0, Montrose 1. Forfar 0, Partick Thistle 2. Dumbarton 1, Cove 0. Peterhead 2, East Fife 1. In Scottish League 2, Albion Rovers 3, Elgin City 1. Queen's Park 3, Edinburgh City 3. Stenhouse Muir 2, Stranraer 2. And Stirling Albion 1, Cowdenbeath 0. In the English Premier League, it finished Wolves 0, Villa 1. And Newcastle 2 West Brom 1 Mark Wilson Alex Ray And Hugh Keevens are here And they want to take your calls 
Well, I think it's obvious the main topic of conversation will be Celtic. Uh, the uh, the effect of that win over Lille, the breath of fresh air in the form of Ewan Henderson, David Turnbull, Ismail Soro, uh, and Connor Hazard. The goalkeeping position is fascinating for me. They're a week off a cup final, and uh, you know that they've left out the the big money buy barcast of uh, cast. Uh, Scott Bain to the wilderness at the same time So if Conor Hazard plays tomorrow I think it was Fraser Wishart who said earlier in the programme If he plays tomorrow He's your cup final goalkeeper Yeah I've got to agree Tomorrow you know that does take on a lot of interest for Celtic Because of the team lineup and how they actually do Because yeah Hugh's right Let's not forget a cup final is a week away You know it's usually the pinnacle of every season The one the players look forward to That want to play in it to win that medal and it could actually be that it's fringe players from before might be starting for Celtic to win a quadruple treble. Interesting. Looking forward to it. And a big day, of course, for Rangers at Tannadice to keep their run going. It was a big day today as well, Alex. Yeah. Oh, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. Samirin, uh up to 10th now, which is a massive three points for them. Jim Goodwin's team's in, in fine form. Uh, you look at Aberdeen, Hibs. We, we mentioned them also. You know, uh, big wins for them. Derek McInnes, I think it was 2-9 before that. So... That kind of gets him back on track also. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in Mario, who's going to kick us off. He's a happy St Mirren fan tonight. What did you make of it, Mario? Oh yes, very very happy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for your team, Gordon. So I do apologise. Ah, you for get that, used but... to it. you get used to this stuff, Mario. <laughs> I've seen many disappointments over the years. Don't you worry. Yeah, I think I think I would say today it's the second best victory of the season so far after knocking out Aberdeen in the cup. I thought the Buddies defended really well in the second half. The first half, they played. It was an excellent goal from the rebound. And I thought they'd done really well to hold on. Yeah, no complaints with any of that, Mark Wilson. No, it was a, a classic, if you like, away performance that you would want for your team. You know, didn't carve out too many opportunities. But the one they did, Abika gets a shot away quite quite quickly. And someone's there to, to finish uh, and, and pounds on the finish. And then... You, you have a solid base where you don't give up too much And Jim Goodwin, knowing him And knowing you know, how he likes his teams to play Nice and solid, everyone knows their role He'll be delighted with that And you know, Mario's right After the Aberdeen game a couple of weeks ago And the run they've been on It just, you know Everything's ticking along nicely for some minutes And that's why we, we touched on it At the start of the show They're looking round and they're going We're bottom of the table How's that happened? We're feeling good about ourselves But we're bottom of the table But today Great victory away uh, Away from home Yeah those points um, Awarded to Motherwell and Hamilton Certainly would Would play a part Alex What did you make of them today? I actually, I actually thought St Mirren were very well organised They looked a threat Particularly in the first half I thought they, they were worthy To, to go in But uh, the second half Obviously Motherwell Threw the kitchen sink uh, they were very resolute uh, Jim will be delighted with that A clean sheet And as I said earlier on Gordon The last seven games If you can get With the greatest respect to some And if you can go seven games Undefeated It gives you a, a real boost It gives you an opportunity To kick on And they'll be looking up the way Rather than down On this current mm. form I mean Mario It's nine games unbeaten Now don't get me wrong Five of them Are League Cup Four in particular Are, are League Cup group stage Against lower league opposition But th- that, that doesn't take anything away They all count for any team St Mirren's sort of level or place in the league to go nine unbeaten. That's quite something, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was about to say, Gordon. Um, I think it's been a fantastic run so far for St Mirren. Nine games is actually quite a lot for the Paisley team. I just hope we can keep up the good forum for the cup game coming up against Rangers at home. Uh, Jamie McGrath got the 
the winner today That's three games in a row that he's scored um, And obviously it been significant goals for you Mario Because you beat Aberdeen You then drew with Aberdeen And you beat Muddle He scored in all three of them How important a signing has he been? Yes, I think he's been fantastic um, this season He's been a great signing by Jim Goodwin He's doing really well in the team He's factoring really well And I thought he took his goal He's called really well today It was quite a long range effort And I thought it was a great finish Yeah and for every manager that's happy There's one who won't be Stephen Robinson Mark Mark O'Hara's part in it He's 25 today Happy birthday to him But he gets a real sore one And he might well have got a bit of a rollicking from his yeah. his manager Does he need to do more to I th- think so I think when you know that your goalkeeper's on the ground And someone's in the middle of the 18-yard box Just ready to slot it in You've got to throw your full body at that And I thought he was a wee bit tentative I thought he was a wee bit slow A yard off And he didn't really stick out a lot a leg really and that way ends up going through him he's got to go to ground yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to mitigate against what he's saying it's when you get close to him he thinks he's got a, he's got the block got he there. thinks he gets there mm. but it goes through his leg oh. so you know he's thinking he's actually going to block it but you have to say it. for me the whole construction he gets in far too easy uh, Declan Gallagher does not track a beaker which actually results in the goalkeeper coming on an acute angle and when it comes back out The boys get a, a, a shot into an internet well thank you to Mario on the same game but on the, the flip side of the emotions what did Hugh and Lanark make of it? Good evening guys, how are we? Good, thank you uh, Just obviously, just touching the point about the goal there uh, I do agree Maguire was far too soft uh, But I think it stems from probably the halfway line Where take it's a ball, knocks the ball through And our midfield is nowhere to be seen um, And I mean nowhere, I couldn't, I couldn't even pinpoint one within 20 yards uh, But getting a shot in, Gallagher's not tracked a beak all the way through uh, and Maguire, I, I, I think if the things, I'm just going to stand here. He's not going to get a shot away. I'm sorry, you've got to go in there solid with a tackle. I mean, you've got guys in the studio there. You've got Mark and you've got Alec. Those two guys would have been through you, and that's what you're needing in the park. Uh, I'm just actually want to talk about the game. Uh, obviously, seen the fans online as well um, through a couple of Facebook pages and Twitter. They're wanting Robbo out now. I think we're going to get the same excuses off Robbo. Now, I don't want him sacked. I just like changes. And for him to admit he needs the changes done. Uh, whether he needs a few more players in January, how we're going to get them in, more loan deals, I don't know. But we're clearly missing something. The final third today, probably the first 10 minutes we were good. Uh, but then St Man scored, and as if we lost it, it was like, what do we do? It's like schoolboy errors, and they could probably go up against a schoolboy team that we could beat just now. So I'm just bitterly disappointed in how the team's reacting to going one down, because I don't think we've done enough in the, th- the actual final third today. Inevitably uh, You look at Neil Lennon's situation Supporters want him out uh, You look at the Hamilton situation Supporters want Brian Rice out You look at the Motherwell situation Now they want Stephen Robinson out uh, But the, the one area of concern for me Was the one that you raised earlier Gordon That they've lost more games at home Than any other team in the division Everything has to stem from your home form And Yes, there were defensive mistakes today, none more so than the goal that they lost. But in the final third of the park, at the the other end of the park, they're just not doing enough. They, they did not score against Hibs last week, lost 3-0. Did not score today, lost 1-0 to St Mirren. Two goalless games at home, six games at home without winning any of them. Uh, in fact, losing all six. Uh, as I said earlier on, 
That just can't go on Or you'll be in trouble A lot of it's going to come down To these games And, and the appeal Alex Motherwell are fifth at the moment And I know that that's obviously Been boosted by By, by those points Fine I would be Absolutely Astonished If Motherwell sacked a manager While sitting fifth in the league Genuinely astonished However the, the, the scenario is obviously there If those points do get taken away Mother would go back down to 15 And they need to replay the games though So you never know um, But you know To put that in perspective Hamilton at the moment Are 11th on 14 Yeah Listen I understand Hugh's frustration In terms of uh, The firepower You can clearly see It's a team devoid of ideas They don't look as if They're going to score goals And, and, and I'm just looking at Some statistics just now Gordon In terms of home games Mother will sit in 9th Having played 9 games at home 7 points Three teams below it St Mirren I've got six points Ross County's got six points And Hamilton I've got five points So they are not the worst team I know they've lost a lot But they've not, they're not the worst team In the division So To sack a manager Who is currently sitting fifth As it stands you know, That may well get turned around I think Stephen Robinson's done enough Over the piece To warrant longer time And I think that's just indicative Of what it is to be a manager In this day and age You know after a, a dip in form the automatic reaction is change the manager. But I've actually seen signs throughout. The first season, it was very direct. We need a couple of target men. The last year was uh, decent football. And it spells this time they, they have decent football. They're going through a bit of a bad time at the moment. But I actually like what Motherwell are actually doing over the course. I know they're struggling at the moment. But I think the manager deserves more time. That's for sure. And uh, going to Ibrox next weekend, Hugh. And then Aberdeen come to Fir Park. So oh. it's um, to Hugh on the line that... Going to need to try and turn around soon somehow. Well, cl- clearly, uh, I take uh, Rangers every week now minus three, minus four goals because they destroy teams and they will absolutely annihilate us next week, especially with their defensive because we're not going to score. And l- let's be honest, because uh, as Alex says, we haven't got the firepower. There's whether it's confidence, whether it's the build-up play, we don't have it at the minute. Uh, now, as I say, I for one don't want Robinson sacked. Because I think he has warranted getting us there. He's got us in two finals over the last few years. Yes, we did finish third last year. Um, but I still think he, he's got it in him. But he needs to admit with himself that it needs to change. Uh, Aberdeen, when we play Aberdeen, it's either 3 nothing to us or 3 nothing to them. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a game with goals in it. And hopefully it's us. But I, just, I, I do fear for us next week. And if I'm being honest, it's going to be about 6 or 7. Wow. Oh. It's a, it's a good week for Hugh to look ahead to uh, He might not be wrong Hugh and Lanark Thank you 01419511025 Liam is a Celtic fan on the line What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow Liam? Hi Gordon I'm just I'm really excited I'm not excited about the game But I hope that Neil Does what he's supposed to do And plays Turnbull and Sorrow Because I've been really upset With the abuse he's been getting From the fans the last few weeks But Turnbull and Sorrow must play Otherwise The abuse is going to be ratcheted up again And it's just I just hope he, he understands that these two guys have to play and doesn't do anything stupid by playing Scott Brown again. Do you think he will? Do you get the impression that that'll happen? Well, Scott Brown play, plays pretty much every game, so that's a worry. And I, 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 I've known against Scott Brown. He's been a great servant for Celtic over the years, but he has to play the young guys. We need the energy. We need the dynamism. We've been missing it all season. It's pretty obvious to all the fans. These guys must play. If he doesn't, then, you know... The, the calls for Neil's job are just going to go way through the roof again. I mean, Hugh, as a manager, you have to do what you think's right. You can't you can't pick your team based on what the fans want. But what it does do tomorrow is advertises an opportunity for criticism. Yes. If, if things don't go to in plan. advance, yes. But then, 
I'd ask Liam a question Now Liam wants to see Sorrow and Turnbull Liam If both play And Celtic drop points Then what? Well if you, I understand what you're saying Hugh But how much How much can we rely on Scott Brown? We have to We have to Accept that one day Scott Brown is going to have to retire I think this will be Scott Brown's last year Turnbull was signed For £3 million In the summer He's played Two games I think that's not good enough. The guy's a quality young Scottish player. Sorrell has played two games, and in that time he's shown his quality. I'm not saying we can't lose games, obviously, but he has to give these guys a chance, a real run to establish themselves and show what they can do over a long period. Mark, I'm going to try and ask the Celtic fans to help me out here. When would the last time have been that fully fit Scott Brown didn't start two games in a row? Oh, a long time ago um, And if it, if it wasn't This certainly doesn't happen often Yeah, not often uh, Because he has such a, a powerful influence in the team But I think It has got to the stage now that uh, You know, he's got to the age that his game time May have to be limited Because there are guys who are coming into the side And showing that they can stand up to the test Is, it, is, is it age or is it form? Let's be honest because loads, of, loads, loads, of, loads players of players play. of his age yeah. Are, yeah. are in good form Stephen Davis will play yeah. example of that no, You've got to say it's form I mean Scott would admit himself He's not been the best of form um, And the thing is It's different if you haven't got anyone in the bench And you have to play Scott Brown Because there's young kids in the bench But you've got guys who are proven in this league David Turnbull obviously Sorrow may have not had a lot of game time Does he play tomorrow Matt for you Sorrow? Sorrow yeah. I, Of course Me I think not. when I touched the era that He played against Lille A top European side In a European game You know A big game Okay Celtic couldn't qualify But it's still a big game Against good opposition And when he showed up well When you've won as much as Brown has won for Celtic I think subconsciously You're now at a stage where people are thinking um, Can we really afford to leave him out But I think You're playing bottom six opposition again tomorrow if Sorrow and Turnbull can't help Celtic to a win against bottom six opposition, there's something seriously wrong. I, I, the, I think it's a real dilemma as well. We obviously be kind of playing it about in his mind, Neil Lennon. Uh, these guys were not even in the reckoning up until Thursday night, Mark. And it's only by putting these guys in that have actually made that decision. Mm. Because you know, if they went with the same old trusted, you don't know how the result would have been. Yeah. But the actual reality is tomorrow he might be gone with guys that he didn't actually think. We're up to it prior to Thursday Sometimes uh, Sorry Gordon Sometimes a team Does get stale No matter how successful They are through their nine years It does get stale The same players Who have been so successful Treble treble Just comes to a natural end And all it needs sometimes Is an injection Or one or two different mm. faces Who are lively and energetic To bring everybody else up to speed And I think Turnbull And possibly Sorrow But I think Turnbull's the main one Put into that side Can drag everyone else up How do you feel about the bigger picture Liam Because in the last few weeks So for instance The first day that fans appeared Outside Celtic Park Everybody was getting it The players got it Neil Lennon the board um, More again last week Now there's this Kind of organised Protest or demonstration Tomorrow Celtic don't want it to happen They're saying it shouldn't happen um, A lot of the, the messaging Coming out Is that tomorrow Is more about Back the team Show your support for the team but criticise the board and, and, and call their role into question How do you feel about that side of things? Yeah, I, I think the board deserve criticism Over their uh, a lot of things, Gordon But I don't really have time to get into that But back to the team Criticise Peter Lawler and Jordan Desmond Neil Lennon deserves their support 
criticise him on the football pitch, criticise him as managerial decisions, don't criticise him personally. Rangers fans gave him enough criticism over the years. Man's received bombs and bullets in the post. Neil Lennon forever. Neil Lennon, we are all Neil Lennon. That's what the, the sign was a few years ago. We need to support Neil Lennon, give him you know, the opportunity to turn this around. It's going to be very difficult. I will say, though, Rangers have collapsed two years in a row after January. I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but just saying it, they need to prove themselves over the course of a year that they can actually win a league title. Liam, can I ask you, you, Liam, what are you criticising Dermot Desmond for specifically? I just think, well, this thing about the Atlantic League, I know he's come out and said that um, he doesn't want any part of it. He's been talking over the years about taking us to the Premier League and um, all this kind of nonsense. He needs to focus on where we are. We're in Scotland. We're never going to leave Scotland. But Dermot Desmond and Peter Lowell and the Celtic board approved £5 million for a Yeti, £5 million for Barkas, £3 million for Turnbull, £2 million for Soro, £2 million for Greg Taylor. They have provided millions of pounds. Be fair to people who want to air their feelings though, Hugh. Football's a bit more complicated than if the board gives you money, they are good, and if they don't give you money, they are bad. Because no, ultimately, they they pick the they pick the people who identify the players. They pick managers. They're in charge of of all sorts of things. So it can't just be here's the amount of money that's been available, so therefore the board don't get criticised. That same, can't be the way it works. And by the same token, it can't be when all of these players flop, and at the moment it's a flop. You can't turn around and say that's Dermot Desmond's fault and that's Peter Lawwell's fault. Thank you very much to Liam in Airdrie. Let's bring in Derek in Sandy Hills. Hi, Derek. Hey, good evening, Gordon. Good Hi. evening, panel. Yeah, I'm a massive Rangers fan, but do you not think some of the Celtic supporters are going over the score with Turnbull and Sorrow? The same Turnbull that's been subbed in the last two games against St. Johnson, and they were lucky to beat them away from home and got the draw last week. They were subbed on both occasions. Because you said that one good game against Real, who played very expansive, Kilmarnock and teams like that won't go to Parkhead and play something like that and play expansive football. And can I also pick you up that point, Gordon? The first night of the, the demonstration. Oh. You know what? Twitter will never believe this. I didn't touch. I didn't touch oh. anything. You three are looking at me. He was going for you there. Derek's disappeared. Get him back. We need to get him back to prove that. I I don't know where Derek's gone. You could you could hear a click at the end of that, so something did happen. But to go back to Derek's point, the the, the bits of it that we did hear, um, yes, the reaction to Sorrow and Turnbull has been slightly over the top, but that's only because the Celtic supporters are looking for any straw to clutch at right now. What, and they what, got what's, one Thursday. what's been over the top? That will be my question to Derek when we get him back. But, what what's been said that's over the top? Is it not that, just about? Oh well, they looked good, and hopefully they can. They well, those who say kick us on. those who say this is symbolic of Celtic having turned the corner. Who, who said that? Well, that's what I'm saying. No. I, don't, I don't feel like I've seen many people actually say that. I feel like they're they're hoping that that's the case. I've not seen many people conf, you know convinced that that's the corner turn. Well, since Thursday night, there has been a more optimistic air about mm. the Celtic supporters. But it will only be the case that the corner has been turned when results tell you the corner has been turned, and that has to start. Tomorrow, it should have started last week against St. Johnson and didn't. Should have been better the week before against Ross County and wasn't. So we'll only know if a corner has been turned when a string of results tell you a corner has been turned. 
Need to get producer Callum on the case We need to get Derek back He's unaware of what's happening The phone lines are going mental I'll tell you what We'll take a break Hopefully we'll speak to Derek I can see um, perhaps Kevin coming up next as well The games are over The talking begins 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans Alex Ray and Mark Wilson are here And Derek and Sandy Hills is back on the line On you go Derek uh, Gordon, the, the first night uh, of the demonstrations, you say, can Glasgow behave itself tonight? Why did you not say Celtic fans, you didn't have to bring in other teams to the, the matter? I just, I, honestly, Derek, some questions I just don't have an answer to. I, what, what all I would say to you is, whatever wee conspiracy theory you think is behind that point is probably not there. It's probably just down to me having to talk for six hours. And just saying whatever comes to mind, Derek. So don't you worry. I won't bring Rangers into it, okay? Or Queen's Park or Partick Thistle, for that matter. Can, can I say to the Celtic fans who's demonstrating, about two years ago, I had a run-in on the phone in Metallic Ray, having a right go. Uh, uh, that right? surprises me, Derek, because you both sound very non-confrontational and very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Alec had a run-in, I think Rangers grew to hibs. Uh, in the Boxing Day two years ago and I said I would have sacked Stephen Gerrard and Alec had a right go at me for saying it and it now looks if I'm going to be proved in the wrong so and football can turn in a, a one or two games mm. so I I think do, uh, apology accepted Derek I've ran you that day Alec up the Alexander Bridge when you're out in front of my motor oh no I remember I was out running for uh, the marathon yeah that's correct Ah, right. Your initial point was Derek That you think Celtic fans have been going Over the board, over the top on David Turnbull what, what in particular have you heard That is over the top specifically Well uh, if Celtic Weren't in that position David Turnbull wouldn't begin a game with it Let's be honest David Turnbull could probably turn out another Scott Allen uh, yeah, no, but I'm not sure that really answers the question You said Celtic fans have gone over the top On David Turnbull You also said he's been substituted against St Johnson twice You're wrong, it's once Um what makes you think that what what specifically has been over the top about the reaction? I just think that they're going over the top, and as I say, uh, they're them as a, a saviour uh, of the club, uh, of the whole season. I mean, I just think they wouldn't be getting a game. If everybody was fit And they weren't in this position Everybody is fit Well right? they thought enough of him To pay £3 million To Motherwell for him Therefore they clearly believe in him But uh, you know I, I keep referring to the breath of fresh air On Thursday And the supporters have taken that breath of fresh air And have thought These two could make a difference But as I say They're, they're looking around for something to believe in They've had a, a season that they could never have foreseen and are now looking for any Spark. cause for celebration or any cause for optimism. And at the moment, their optimism rests on the shoulders of Turnbull and Sorrow. There might be a point in there somewhere from Derek Alex about Sorrow. The, the, the challenge tomorrow is different. Neil are a good side, they've got good players. Um, Celtic's problem, if you like, against St Johnston at home and against Ross County at home is you're having to break down a stuffy team that wants to sit there in front of you. So that's the challenge tomorrow. Different from the other night. Yeah, without doubt. Uh, listen, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you in terms of the Celtic fans looking for a spark. That's the reason why they were brought in first and foremost. They did that the other night and got a positive result. So I, I expect Turbo to come back in. I was uh, from a midfielder who kind of sat in that similar position. It'll be interesting to see what Sorrow does because... Against Leo, he's, he's going to have to. He had to put himself in the right areas, break up play, 
But tomorrow he's going to have to dictate as a quarterback, you know, get things going in the right direction. It'll be a total different challenge for him. So mm. if he plays, I'll look forward to seeing what but he brings in, to the table. In terms of being stuffy and sitting in, the last two weeks have been like that for Celtic. And you've struggled yeah. to break down. So I think it that's why I think it'd be madness for Neil Lennon just to put out the same guys again and hope that will change. Surely he's looked at it and thought, I need to change something. And with Turnbull and Sorrow putting in the performances they did on Thursday, I think they'll look a stick on to start. Mark, the two games that you highlighted there, I would imagine Christie will start as well, uh, Elanusi and Edward. So in terms, they they have started games as well, they three, and it's kind of been a bit sticky. So Turnbull would be the one that you're actually looking to get the spark alongside them. Let's bring in Kevin, who's a Celtic fan from Motherwell. Hi, Kevin. How you doing, guys? You all right? Not bad, uh-huh. Kevin. What's your take on um, tomorrow? I was just like, well, tomorrow, hopefully, get a win. Hopefully. Uh, I think Sora and Turnbull should be stick-ons. They, 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 they need to start, and I, I think they will, to be fair. I think Edward will come back in as well. I agree with Alec. I think he'll come back. Um, I think the, the point I wanted to make, I was listening to you talking to Liam, was it? Yep. And he said, well, the guy was criticising the board, and then Hugh was saying... Well, wait, why can you, how, how can you criticise the board what you got to criticise them for well, I don't know if you would know this right but the board totally messed up the signing of Ivan Tony. that's why we ended up with Albion Ayeti Albion Ayeti was the number two choice Ivan Tony was number one and we and the board messed that up penny pinching they ended up being sold for six and a half million and the guys in the championship and only scored 12 goals in 14 games scored today I think didn't he so, and, uh, and Barry Fry's in the paper last week saying that he reckons Ivan Tony already his value shot up to twenty five million already. The board also messed up the signing of John McGinn, and the board, in my opinion, depending on what newspaper you read, the board also messed up the contract talks with Craig Gordon. So the board can absolutely be criticised big time because they're beginning Ivan Tony especially are two huge players, and the board messed it up. And they messed up badly. And then uh, Albion again cost five and a half million, was it? Ivan Tony six and a half. I mean, that's just incompetence. Oh, for a sake of a million quid, and look at the guy, the goals that that guy scored. So well, I can see what you thought of that. I I could go on mastermind with John McGinn as my specialist subject. Uh, it was without doubt the biggest shambles, arguably, in transfer history where Celtic are concerned. Uh, so they have to take their dumps for that one. Uh, but so is that not valid then? Because oh, Kevin's disappeared as well. What is happening with people hanging up on us? Uh, is that not valid then? Because earlier on to Liam, your sort of angle was as long as money has been made available, then you know you can't criticise the board. What well, about how it's been spent, and what about priorities and things like that? Yeah, as I say, the uh, money for Kieran Tierney has been squandered. But when the day of reckoning comes, and the day of reckoning will come when Rangers win the league, uh, then. We'll find that, yes, uh, Peter Lobby will need to take part of the blame uh, because big mistakes have been made. But others will also, including the manager and the head of recruitment, it will be a collective failure because money was made available, a platform was made available, players were brought in just because Barry Fry says a player's value is now X, Y or Z Is neither here nor there He might well be right though Ivan Tony is on fire In the championship Well Again all clubs uh, Have the right to say Well That's too costly for us Uh, And then of course If it backfires on you And he goes Goal crazy Okay 
But I repeat When the day of reckoning comes Yes Peter Law will be In the firing line Neil Lennon will be In the firing line And Nicky Hammond Will be in the firing line It will be a collective Failure I have to say the, the statistics I've just had a wee look there 15 goals in 20 games For Brentford And, and if you look at Seasons gone by Gordon You know the boy uh, uh, Went to Brighton uh, they, He went for about 20 odd million on, if he continues on this trajectory the, the price range would be most certainly over 20 million Kevin where does Neil Lennon And I suppose the players as well Fall into this for you Talk tomorrow about you know people still turning up at the stadium Making their feelings known But trying to back the team and, and send a message to the board Where else does the blame go? How are your feelings on Neil Lennon today? Well listen I phoned up a couple of weeks ago And uh, gave Neil Lennon it tight And I, 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 still, I still don't want him there but it's getting to the stage now. Thursday's uh, night result, uh, taking out the equation. It's getting to the stage now. I feel sorry for him. So um, it's the, the players that need to take the blame. So listen, I just hope we get things kind of get much worse. So I'm just hopeful that we get a wee bit better to hear on this. There's obviously a long way to go, Kevin, and nothing was achieved as such the other night. But did did anything you see take? Oh, he's gone again What is happening uh, Did any of the heat you, or How much of the heat I don't know if I want you To put a figure on it or not But you know uh, How much did, did last night achieve In that sense about Maybe calming things down no. Is it possible No No uh, Because Again people will look at The European campaign And say it was a disgrace The number of goals That were lost And finishing bottom of the group When you were the top seed In the group uh, the the European performances this season Going out of the Champions League qualifiers To Ferencvaros and the, the Europa League group Have been disgraceful uh, Betfred Cup lost to Ross County Are you kidding me on? Uh, and so there's No wonder the manager's under pressure And no wonder everyone at the club is under pressure uh, Because it simply has not been good enough And because you beat Lille No matter how nice the breath of fresh air may have been it does not mask a shambolic European campaign. What's your predicted team then tomorrow? Does Connor Hazard stay in? And no, for me. So who does? Um, I'm going to go Scott for Bain. Scott Bain. And does yeah. he play the cup final then? Barring disaster. Uh, barring tomorrow. disaster. Barring any errors, I think Scott so Bain. He's Celtic's number one at the moment. For me, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Barkas is yet to prove himself. I think Bain, yes, was guilty of a few errors against Sparta Prague late on in the game, but. Out the three Yeah I would put him in I would You know as crazy as it sounds Because I love Frimpong And I think Elhamid Is a top player But the way Ayer looked um, <laughs> At right back I wouldn't be surprised If he started there Duffy Julian Laxalt I would go Soro McGregor I would go Christie Turnbull El Yunusi and Edward On the goalkeeper One though Alex Yeah The other night was a much changed team Guys, Guys were getting a chance So let's say that that's why Hazard was in Barkas played the three before that How would how would Bain Well I suppose it's more back to Mark Because he's the one that suggested it how, how does Bain get back to the front of the queue? Because I just don't think I think Barkas was put in the side To To maybe do something To, to steady himself To show some signs That he is a top goalkeeper I don't think he has mm. I don't think Bain has done much wrong I know some Celtic fans Just Don't, don't take to him Maybe because he's not tall enough, he's not got one of these form, you know, fashionable names. Maybe because he wasn't bought for five million quid. But I don't think he's done too much wrong. He's spilt a few things. 
It's Again, an interesting theory I feel like most Celtic fans To be fair to them Just don't think he's a good goalkeeper Scott Bain? Yeah Yeah, they're, they're saying to themselves Look, how can last season's number three goalkeeper Be this season's number one goalkeeper? But the dilemma for Neil Lennon Is that any one of them could go in tomorrow And fail And I include young Hazard Because he is inexperienced Any one of them could go in tomorrow Make a mistake And then everyone's saying What are you going to do with the cup final now? I don't think there is a Number one goalkeeper at Celtic Park I, I'm going for Bain tomorrow purely Because he's been over the course and distance He's over the over the piece He's been relatively reliable I don't think you can go with a young boy Hazard uh, And then go into a cup final The boy Barkas has You know I don't think you've got many people Come on, on here and going Barkas should be starting Because of oh. what he's actually produced uh, to date so, so let's kind of nail it down does Scott Brown start this game tomorrow? Not for me Not for me Gordon Not tomorrow No I think they can do without him tomorrow Okay I, 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 I just have a suspicion They will start with him well, um, It's fascinating because I, I'm still not convinced by um, Duffy You know There's the people saying he was better than I and, uh, Every time I see a, a ball going down the sides of Celtic I always see him on his, his backside You know It's a, a, a terrible habit Mark You know Even mm. if you look at the, the goal For the, the, the turnover of possession He constantly goes down uh, and I just feel as if he's still shaky I think he looks raw I think he's a wee bit overwhelmed by the whole thing It's amazing that we are standing here discussing And lots of Celtic fans will be the same Discussing the team Not one or two positions The whole the whole shooting match Usually, when was the last time you could say that about Celtic? Oh. You know, usually you know probably Eight, nine certain starters And there's one or two You're questioning the goalkeeper I'm saying a centre half could potentially play right back When you've got two right backs We're seeing Duffy we're going into midfield The captain could be dropped Centre forward We all say probably Edward But then Edward's it, still nailed on. on Is he not? But hold on a minute It's not been unknown For Neil Lennon To throw a Yeti in mm. And put Edward on the bench It is so uncertain just now There is no stick-ons In this Celtic team Okay let's hear from some of Today's managers then Jack Ross's Hibs side Now up into second place Until Celtic play Tomorrow Here's what he made Of a 4-0 win at Hamilton Yeah I mean I think Coming here we we anticipated it would be a difficult match Teams find it hard here And, and obviously I think Their upturning performances As a result recently um, meant it could be more difficult So I think to play To win the game first of all um, With the scoreline And then I think Performance was really good So it's a Yeah it's, just, it's a good afternoon It's just It's very obvious to say But keep a clean sheet Score four goals And play well through the game So it's a nice afternoon for us For them We talk about the feeling you get From winning football matches And Enjoying that, and so for them tonight to look at the table as they all do on their phones and to see themselves in that position after 17 league games is brilliant. I said it might only be for 24 hours, but um, it's it's just a reflection of how they've done this season so far. You don't get to that position after this number of games without being a good team. It's just making sure they can replicate replicate that sorry over the second half of the season and be relentless in their work. So delighted with them, really really pleased. It's been a, it's been a good season for us, but it's only been a half season so far. You know, we want to continue that. Scott Burns tweeted in to say You're happy to discuss Neil Lennon's job on a shaky peg But Brian Rice is running Aki's into the ground Week after week And nothing is said Pick up the phone Scott 0141 Happy to discuss it with you Here's what the man himself made of that game today Oh we know Listen we're playing Hibs who's uh... That's got to be the wrong one doesn't it Let's find the right one Which would be from after the game Here we go I think we come up against a team that Took their chances when they got them You know they got a cheap a cheap penalty you know, a, a crazy penalty for us to give away. Uh, and then I thought we got a foothold in the game. I thought we had a good foothold in the game when they got the second goal. Another one that poor defending, I thought. 
second half we started it really well. We started the second half really well, uh, causing them a couple of problems doing the wings and getting balls in. But the difference is when they're getting balls coming out of the box, they're putting them in the back of your net. We're not. And then, you know, the scorer thinks a really good finish for the third goal. And then you, you just got to try and get out of there. You know, and we just like to see the game out there. You know, Hibs are a really good team. They're the third, third best team in Scotland at the minute. Uh, like I say, I think it, it won nothing with a good foothold in the game. You know, and. Uh, there wasn't too many chances at that stage. But I've seen the boys in there. We play worse than that in one games. You know, I'm not too disappointed. I'm obviously really, really disappointed with the result, but I'm not too disappointed with the overall performance. Well, you know, you can't really tell the Aki's fans at the moment that uh, you're not really too disappointed with that. You know, you play better than that and uh, lose and so on and so forth. Play worse than one. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not listening. Uh, and, you know, we, we are discussing... Brian Rice and every time Hamilton lose a game we do discuss what is going on because in terms of the support it's a volatile club A man is on the line he thinks Thursday's result for Celtic papered over the cracks we'll hear from him next After they play you have your say 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here we got a bit excited earlier on because out of nowhere we managed to produce some much needed cash uh, for Cash for Kids Mark Wilson a few weeks ago gave his old Breakin tracksuit into a charity shop he's just he's that kind of guy uh, he's got his initials on it and Alex Ray and uh, John Boy I think it was on Twitter Went and, and bought it And he gave it in And said we should We should auction it off For Cash for Kids And it was a bit of fun We started it in 99 pence Right We're not that daft We didn't think it would go Well we are daft Because we didn't think It would go for much money At last I checked Fiona Laurie Was out in front On 500 wow. pounds The Cash for Kids Now I think the auction Is, is running for 7 days That's the way it has to run um, Online So fine Still got plenty of time But Fiona says um, she Sorry been on the phone Don't know if I'm still winning uh, We need an outfit For our New Year's bonfire guy Oh <laughs> She's going to burn it Money to burn. She must be a breaking fan uh, So producer Callum Will you get in touch with Fiona Will you sort out Whatever that is But it is still running uh, For the rest of the week Right let's speak to A man who's a Celtic fan In Govan Hill um, What's your take on Everything at the moment ah, I mean The previous results show The other night Was just a uh... I mean, it was a great result for Celtic, but I think just people know the facts. It's kind of getting to where that to save any chance of the ten in a row, I think that a good manager, a decent, proper manager, would come in there and their players would 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 be back to what they done last season and the second season, the second time in the, the season when they blew everybody apart. And then at the same time, it's criminal not playing Griffiths and Edward up front. And it's criminal not playing Turnbull. When I love John, I love Scott Brown, but you know, it's, everybody knows that you can only last about another half hour. You know, so that's my point. Why? Why not turning the corner then? Why not signs of improvement? Why is it papering over the cracks? The last the results for the last I don't know. This is probably one of the worst records. I think somebody told me that. Uh, this is the worst in this season uh, that Tony Mowbray and John Barnes done better than a new hit Neil Lennon has done this season. 
I mean, it depends. Maybe what, it depends, depends what measurement you go by. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at win percentage, you can do that. That run of what is it two and previously it was two and twelve. Two twelve, was yeah. But um, I think there's one thing that Aman has missed out in his uh, analysis of what's going on, and that's Rangers. You know, you have to factor in <laughs> Rangers unbeaten, three goals conceded, uh, and capable of winning comfortably every game they play. Uh, so I'm not certain that there's a magic wand that will make Celtic much better and at the same time make Rangers worse. Oh man, you said that it's criminal that Lee Griffiths is uh, not playing. Where where is this coming from? Because the manager came out, I think it was on Monday there, saying that he still, you know, he expects him to be fitter. He came back to the the camp in pre season, overweight, got left at home. So at what point does Lee Griffiths have to take responsibility for his career? So why does me the Griffiths need? I mean, every time he comes on against Sir Johnston, he changed the game. He scored goals all the time, and probably one of the best goal scorers in Scottish football. If it, if, uh, we don't know if he's fit or no. You understand? Well, the manager's not. The manager's not going to come. Out, the manager's not going to come out and say a player is not fit if he's fit. This seems like a, the, the timing on this is difficult because it went well for Celtic the other night. The team, that, the team that was picked, won the game. But Lee Griffiths didn't get off the bench he got, right. he got zero minutes So how, how do you get him up to speed? I mean The first question is It's December How is he not up to speed? Secondly He has had injuries There was a knee injury recently A small one Albeit um, But this just seems like a vicious circle mark Because if you can't get on If you cannot get any minutes at all In a dead rubber When yeah. do you see a fully fit Lee Griffiths? I have no idea Because I said last week that Every time he comes on Much like a man's just said there He looks sharp He looks like he's buzzing about He looks like he could make the difference If only he got more minutes Or started in games But he's not getting that opportunity I I have no idea What's going on behind the scenes With Lee Griffiths Even the injuries he picks up Seem to be mysterious It's a knee injury That keeps him out for a game It's a calf injury That keeps him out for a couple of games He can't be that unfit If a football player Is training every single day which we've got to believe he is with the rest of the squad. He can't be a million miles behind the rest of the squad. I know it's, you know, he missed pre-season or he came back, not, not missed it, but came back overweight. We're in December. The coaching team, the sports scientists have had all his data. If he's not fit, then yes, he has to take responsibility himself. But so do the guys who are paid to keep the squad fit. The thing is, Hugh, only time can answer this. I mean, a man's fear is that it's papered over the cracks Thursday. Uh Some people hope it's it's the corner being turned. Given where Celtic are at, that run, Europe, the League Cup, the gap in the the league, it it couldn't possibly be fixed by the other night. It couldn't be. So you have to acknowledge that and and wait and see. I know we don't do that very well, but... It's symptomatic of the season that Celtic have had that we pick on various reasons. Now, a man's... uh, Solution to everything is pair Odson Edward with Griffiths. Uh, others will then say, We paid five million pounds for a Yeti, why isn't he playing? And others will say, Clamala cost Celtic three million pounds, so that's eight million pounds worth of strikers doing nothing. Oh, he played the other night actually. Did, did he do enough to stay in with that? No, that's not for me. No. Edward comes in, but I, I, I go back to the questions. So, if he's coming on, Lee Griffiths, he's scoring goals and he's looking sharp when he does come on. What? Because the thing is, in training, if he's sharp as well, he would be the first guy you would go to. Because for me, Clamala's not turning it up. Ayeti's not scored in ten, Hugh. Yeah. So at what what point is Lee Griffiths 
doing enough to impress the manager to have the cameos? O- the overall situation here is that Celtic have been inconsistent, have fallen badly behind Rangers. Everyone's got an idea of how to fix it, but no one's quite sure if it'll work. Thank you to a man in Govan Hill. This is Stephen Robinson's reaction to another home defeat today. Disappointing result again. Um, it's just not happening for us at the moment. The boys give lots of effort and with lots of shots and lots of possession. They got punished for one mistake, and you know it's it's not a coincidence that all the teams seem to be in the right place at the right time. A little bit. Of, you know, thought process of what's going to happen, but they had, they had one chance and they scored it. We had numerous chances, didn't take them, and that's as a team. That's not just as the strikers, and you know, it's just not happening at the moment. You know, for whatever reason, uh, the boys are giving 100 percent every game. You know, they're working tirelessly. We're creating lots of chances. We're getting lots and lots of balls into. That, I think with 19 shots, um, you have to take them. You know, they took their one opportunity. They clung on for their lives, so I have to credit them for that. Um, you know, the boys up front, we've tried to play the three forward players. We lack width today at times. I thought for the first time this season, you know, we had Jake come on and, and make an impact. So, you know, maybe he's an option now first because we didn't have any width the last two games. You know, the three of them all want to play in one position. I told them to make it work. We've worked on it. And, you know, I haven't quite made it work so far in the in the games that they've, they've all played together. So we'll have to look at that. Yeah, sometimes it, it can be like that as a manager. Yeah. You... You know, you have all these chances and you assess the stats after and you go, ah, how could we lose that with conceding one chance? And that's the rut Motherwell are finding themselves in. You know, interesting to hear him say about the three forward players that he told them the way he wanted to play and it was up to them to make it work. I mean, is any of them really out-and-out wide players that could play in that three? They all want to be that central one. Well... Maybe you have to change the personnel then And look at who you're picking He's certainly a winger And it sounds like He could come into the thinking for next week But It's a tough position to find yourself in um, When You're creating so many chances Can't put the ball in the back of the net And you can seed mm. one chance And it, it does you for three points Right just to finish us off Any Worry for, for From a Rangers perspective tomorrow Alex? Uh, I think I I think the way they're playing, Gordon, you would have to say you, you, you feel relatively confident. I think over the years, Mark has touched on that it's been a difficult place for Rangers to go. I expect all the heavy hitters to come back. Roof, Morelos and uh, Kent. I think Tavernier. Tavernier and uh, Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis. I think these five or six are most certainly coming to the reckoning. The Celtic fans are looking for a sign of fallibility where Rangers are concerned and they can't find one. And they're hoping against hope that someday they'll wake up and Rangers will have a right bad day and it will be the start of a collapse. But I can't see it tomorrow for sure. Uh, I can only see Rangers being comfortable winners at Tannadice and then it's over to Neil Lennon and the Celtic players. And yes, Thursday was pleasant. Yes, it was a breath of fresh air. But tomorrow they're back to the drawing board because it's must win. The statement on Monday made it perfectly clear Neil Lennon has the games between now and Rangers on the 2nd of January At that point, the Celtic hierarchy reserved the right to review progress To use their expression And therefore, tomorrow there is no margin for error Yes, a massive day coming up tomorrow And we are looking forward to it We're going to be here to take you through every kick of the ball Another six hour special for us So make sure you join us We're on just before midday About quarter to twelve uh, Building up to kick off And then of course the second game later on All throughout the afternoon Your chance to have your say 
on the open line Thank you to Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray for joining us this afternoon Biggest thanks though goes to you Thank you for all your calls, all your tweets, your generosity on the impromptu uh, auction that we had uh, It's been great to have your company on a Saturday afternoon We'd love it to do it again tomorrow um, So make sure you join us like I say, just before midday In the meantime, it, it should be party season We're all a bit frustrated You can't get out and about in the way that you used to But I know just the man for the occasion GBX is up next